Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noel Ruiz. I'm a designer here at Adafruit. Joining me every week is my brother, Pedro. Good morning, everybody. I'm Pedro's Creative Tech here at Adafruit, and every week we're here to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right. This is a show where we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects. Hello, everybody. We are hanging out in the Discord chat room. If you would like to join us during the show, you can head on over to discord.gg slash Adafruit. We are hanging out in the live broadcast chat room, and we'll take a moment here to welcome everybody who's joining us live this lovely morning. Good morning to everybody hanging out. Just jumping into the chats. We are on Discord, on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, and Twitch. Come out. Shout yeah. out to everybody hanging out. Good morning, Roofs. D D DJ Devin, Yoshi. Hello. In Callaway. Good morning. Hola. Good morning. Yeah, we're hanging out here and um, we got some fun projects to share, some shop talk, lots of community makes, and some, of course, prototyping what we're working on for future lovely projects. So I'm going to start off with uh, doing the housekeeping. Let's go ahead and jump over to adafruit.com slash free. If you spend more money with Adafruit, you're going to get some free things. We have a couple different tiers. The more money that you spend, the more things you'll get for free. Let's start off with $99 or more. If you order $99 or more in your in your order, you will get a free half-size Permaproto. That's that lovely um, Permaproto PCB that's great for uh, permanently bonding your components for making projects. For orders that are $149 or more, you're going to get a lovely dev board. That's the KB2040. That's a lovely... RP2040 based uh, microcontroller that has awesome features like a Stemic UT port um, and it runs with both Arduino and CircuitPython. If you spend $200 or more, you'll get the KB2040 dev board, the half size Perma Proto, and free ground shipping from UPS for continental US only. And then the last tier at a whopping $299, if you spend $299 or more, you'll get the free ground shipping from UPS, the KB2040 dev board. Half size Perma Proto and a BBC Microbit V2. All that oh. is available on adafruit.com slash free while supplies last. Um, so he head over there if you want that. Next up, we'll take a look at the jobs board. If you are in the market for a new job or if you're looking for folks to help you out with your projects, you can post it up on the jobs board. And that's a free website for makers, engineers, artists, designers, you have what have you. <laughs> It's all uh, free and available for people. So check that out at jobs.adafruit.com. All right. Let's uh, head on over to the Discord. And the last piece is um, use a 10% off coupon code. This week, we have a, a coupon code. It's TFT stand. And you'll see why in a couple of moments. But if you are getting stuff, Add them to your shopping cart. This will, this coupon code will work for all physical goods. And that is our housekeeping. <laughs> Excellent. Adding our links here. Cool. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's super useful project. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Let me hide your screen here. And then I will add, sorry, I'll add my screen. And then we'll do one of these dealies here. And then I'll have for a second. Bring myself.
Hold on, I'm almost there, folks. There we go. I got it. We have to like shuffle cards around. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this week's project. We wanted to do a simple um, 3D printed stand for uh, Lamar's new feather. This is the feather ESP32S2 with the reverse TFT. You have seen uh, a feather with a built-in TFT, but this time it is on the back of the board. So we figured we should make a little 3D printed stand like we normally do, but design it specifically um, to house the new uh, ESP32-S2 with the reverse TFT. So you got a couple different buttons here. You got your display here. You have the reset button. And then it is um, an ESP32 based chip. So that's the expressive chipset. And this is the S2. Um, you get a lot of, uh, of the features that you know and love about a Feather. You get uh, onboard um, battery monitor, onboard LiPo battery charging. You have the USB-C connector and you have the Stemma QT breakout. Um, this particular one, I think you have two megabytes of, uh, no, four megabytes of Spy Flash, which works great with, uh, with CircuitPython. So you can have audio clips, libraries, fonts, all that sort of stuff. And you have a built-in NeoPixel which is firing off right there in the rainbow mode. Um, so our 3D printed stand, uh, you secure it with these uh, M25 and M2 screws. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I'm actually running um, a project from Liz Clark with CDDIY. She came up with a, a really cool OctoPrint controller slash monitor. We talked about this on last week's show, but now her learn guide is public. And I am running um, the software. It allows you to um, preview the status of your OctoPrint uh, monitor. So here you can see I'm printing something right now. It uses Adafruit IO and MQTT to send and receive commands. So right now I'm receiving uh, the status. And we're using CircuitPython. And CircuitPython is using, uh, it's using that built-in um, progress bar. So you can display... Uh, a progress bar status. You can display bitmaps like the little icon here of the Octoprint mascot. And then you have some controls here. So you can use these user buttons to do some things. I'm not going to do it because I'm going to can't, I can either cancel my print, resume the print or pause the print. And I don't want to do that right now, but Hey, it's going good. And then uh, you get uh, the new pixel, which is built in to the feather. And right now um, it's programmed to just display the rainbow while it's printing. And when it's done printing, I have it set up to do a pulse, so it pulsates. But since it's CircuitPython, you can easily go in there and add features. Maybe you want to add a speaker and some audio playback so that when your print is done or when your print is paused, you can have it display a nice sound effect, a chime, uh, a screaming goat, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want, um, which is really nice. And I really like the, 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 the user buttons here. These are actually a little bit different buttons than what you've known. They're, they have like a little bit bigger actuator. It's kind of neat. Easier to and press. It's, uh, yeah, it's easy to press. And then um, 3D printed stand has a, just a big opening here. It prints on its side like this. Um, it gives you a 70 degree angle. So it's like not straight up, but it gives you like a little jaunty angle for viewing. And then you have, um, you know, access here to the STEMIQT port, the JST connector for battery if you want to make this portable. Um, and then you also have uh, the NeoPixel, which shines through, and it kind of illuminates the, the back of this uh, stand nicely. Uh, the stand prints without any supports. You'll just want to use a um, you'll want to use a brim when you uh, it's oriented like that. Imagine this is the this is the surface of the bed of the 3D printer. 
and it just prints upright. Um, and then uh, the uh, the holes are a little bit peculiar. So you're if you've used a feather before, you'll know that the standard uh, mounting hole size is an M25. Um, but because the uh, the chip is kind of chonky, the the ESP32S2 chip, um, we're kind of limited in space. So we ended up using M2 hardware. So these these two uh, mounting holes are M2 um, screws, and these are M2 sized um, standoffs. Um, they're black nylon, which is great because it's not going to short anything out. But the length of them are about 10 millimeters long. Both of these are 10 millimeters long. So um, we don't stock the uh, the M2 hardware, but you can get that off Amazon or another store. But we do stock the M25. Hopefully one day we'll, we'll stock some uh, some M2 hardware because it's uh, becoming more and more prevalent with these USB chips. Um, we're, we're running out of clearance uh, on our mounting holes. But hey, it's nice that, uh, that you can use both here. So that's kind of the whole thing here. We do have the CAD files available on the learn guide. Um, and then we'll kind of run through uh, both of the guides. Um, so let me do that right now. Let's see here. All right, let me hide that screen. And there it is. All right. Uh, so if you go on to learn.adafruit.com, you'll see that this guide is now public. I have a couple of parts here listed. We are currently out of stock of the uh, TFT feather. But we are they definitely going to have some. In stock. I know, I know. They uh, they go uh, out pretty quick. Oh, very popular. I had board. it in my cart. No. Did you? Oh, and you didn't check Dang out. It. Wow. No, I didn't check out. What the you heck? Can, I'll tell you after the show. Um, you can you can still get one. You just have to email um, yeah. our support team and, and let them know. <laughs> we have we we have uh, a special stock for employees for because you know we got to make projects with them. Uh, I should show you that. Don't leave things in your cart. <laughs> yeah. This the S3 feather I had in there. I'm like, I'll check out after the oh, show. Oh, the S3. No. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Now I can't, well, we like, do have these the cables. <laughs> <laughs> we do have cables in stock. These are those magnetic tips. So you get um, a USB Type-C, Micro-B, and then iOS cable tip. And it comes with three of them. And they're woven. They're very nice, high-quality USB cables that have data. And they uh, have these uh, built-in LEDs to let you know that they're working. They're really nice. And they come in two different sizes. We have a one meter long and a two meter long. Um, of course, we have the black nylon uh, standoff kit. It comes with screws and standoffs. Um, these are the M25. And then um, for the M2 hardware, I have something linked here um, from Amazon. You could find your own, but I, I tend to get this kit here. It comes with just about all of the sizes of screws that you need, standoffs. Um, and I, I like these uh, this kit particularly because it actually labels them um, on their little tackle box here that it comes with, which is nice. So uh, check that out if you want to get some M2 nylon hardware. I got a page here for the assembly. It's pretty simple. Um, you want to finger tighten your things because it's uh, nylon. You don't want to strip the screws. So you want to install the standoffs onto the feather first, and you'll notice that it's on the front of the feather. Remember, this is the reverse TFT, and... People might be wondering, what is a reverse TFT? It just means that it's on the reverse side of the feather. Um, you might have seen our earlier feather, and it's just on the front side instead of the back side. So that's how that's working. Um, once you have your standoffs installed, you just want to um, align the standoffs with the mounting holes on the stand, um, which is fairly easy to do so. And then just use your screwdriver to fasten 
uh, those other screws into the standoff so it's mounted in place. Um, it is reversible, so you can have it. You can have your USB cable go on the left or the right side. I chose to have it on the left side, um, so that's pretty much it. There, you can provide USB power to it with using a five volt USB hub or your computer's hub. CAD files are available. I got a little animation here that shows how the screws and the standoffs are all working together. It's pretty simple. Um, you'll want a build volume that's at least 50 by 50 by 68 millimeters on the Z. So that means you could print this on those really small, maybe you have a resin printer. Those small resin printer or those resin printers have small beds uh, typically. So uh, it'll work on those. Um, and then you'll just want to have a brim if you're using FDM printer. So I have here a brim. It's about eight perimeters wide, or you could use mouse ears, whatever you prefer. I like using a brim just because like, it's going to make sure that the entirety of the perimeter of the part is going to be nicely adhered to the bed of the 3D printer. We have a step file. Um, and the Fusion 360 files are available in this download button here. This is download CAD source. Um, and then we also have a link here to the TFT, the, 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 the Feather TFT. Um, we have a 3D model of that available as a step, as an STL, and as a Fusion 360. Um, it has all the onboard components, like the display, the buttons, the connectors, and all that stuff, um, which is really nice. And it's on GitHub, so you can download it and do all that fun stuff. Um, it prints as is. You don't need any support material. Just want to have that brim. And that is the guide for the uh, for the stand. Next up, I'm going to switch on over to Liz Clark's guide on the Octoprint monitor uh, using CircuitPython and um, the Octoprint software. So definitely read through it. If you have Octoprint uh, installed, you will, you're already halfway there. You do want to have your Octoprint set up first. So this is going to tell you that you need to have that set up. And then some of the parts here, of course, the, the feather that we use, um, some, some of the standoffs. So she 3D printed and designed her own case, which I actually have right here. Let me switch, see if I can switch over to my thing. So oh, I removed it. Let me. Bring it back. Oh, dang it. I removed yeah, it. <laughs> I know. We'll just have it like that. That's fine. Um, so this is my stand. This is uh, Liz, Liz's uh, case. So it also uses M2.5 and M2 hardware. Yeah, I know, right? And it's in the shape of an octopus. So it has this like kind of uh, tentacle stand. Yeah, I know. You're like clicking through all of them. Like, which one? I and then we can remove. Then we can add our sound. No, I wanted to have. There it yeah, is. There you go. I got it. I got it. So uh, let me. Yeah. So let me just give a quick look at it. So yeah, it's got this uh, this front faceplate, this bottom piece here that gets secured with an M3 screw and a hex nut, and then it's a snap fit bit. It's got a chunky back here because she wanted to be able to house a bigger battery, so you can actually house a battery, and it has an opening here for uh, the USB-C port. So it uses the snap fit um, features. So this comes off. This is uh, where the feather actually gets mounted to um, with screws and hex nuts here. So it's, the faceplate has really nice cutout to use the uh, the TFT model that we set up to make these, like look how perfectly accurate um, these, uh, these, these cutouts are for the buttons. It's a really good way to do it. And it exposes the entirety of the display. Oh yeah. And you have some features here like the eyes, supposed to be the octopus's head. And then these are the snap fit um, edges here that you uh, that you know about. And then this is the other side, so you can house a battery in here, um, or you can have it as a. You could take this base off if you wanted to and, and have it as a case, but uh, it's cool that it has the the um, 
the octopus tentacles here, the eight tentacles. Um, and that's kind of it, really. Um, so it's not fits. It's all cool. Um, she was doing some testing on it. So uh, I think it, the software might just be the standard thing. So I'll just leave it there. <laughs> you can imagine it working. Um, yeah. So uh, there's that. And let me switch back over to... Sorry. <laughs> Switch back over here <laughs> to the learn guide so we can quickly look through it. Um, so this will run you through all the parts you need. And uh, it uses Adafruit IO. So you can use the free account for this one. Um, or if you have some other devices, you'll just want to like readjust your device um, so that's using the TFT Feather. Um, you can download the parts here for the case, which is here in the 3D printing part. So it walks you through step-by-step step kind of what you need to set up. So first of all, you need to set up your Octoprint. So it uses the MQTT plugin. So you'll want to grab that. This walks you through installing the plugin um, and setting it up. So you just want to set that up in your Octoprint um, you know, kind of instance that you have running on your Raspberry Pi. Most likely, you're using a Raspberry Pi in your 3D printer. And then uh, the next one shows you uh, setting up the actual plugin so it's just making sure that you have, uh, oh, you need a second one. You need an MQTT subscribe plugin. So you actually need two of them. Fair enough. Then you want to configure it. So this is where you uh, kind of add those, um, all the bits that you need. You barely want to follow this to the T because um, it really requires these specific ports. So on port 8883, mm -hmm. you want to have that set up and you want to use the protocol version MQTT v33. She went through a lot of trial and error to get this to work, and this is like the, the only way to get it to work. So you just have to have the right port number and the right version of MQTT. Luckily, it works. <laughs> you want to use your Adafruit IO username and your Adafruit IO password key. So you want to make sure that you have your own stuff set up. And then this is going to walk you through some other stuff, like uh, setting up the um, uh, all of the kind of nitty-gritty details that you need for setting up your MQTT uh, feeds, so your feeds event. And yeah, so just run through that and then you'll get your feeds will start pulling in to your uh, feeds um, dashboard in, in your Adafruit IO account. So just kind of follow all that. Next up, you're gonna, you're gonna um, set up the MQTT subscribe plugin. So just follow all of this stuff. Here's a nice table of all of the kind of values that you wanna add in those, in those text fields. This is for rebooting. Octoprint, this is for the preheat, the printer. If you want to update these values, you can totally do that. You can have it be a different um, value for heating up. Maybe you want to heat it up to 220 or 215, whatever. You'll just want to make sure here. Or maybe you want to heat up the bed. In that case, you would want to use a different. Um, instead of tool zero, you'd be like, you'd probably use like bed. But it all depends on your printer. So this is just kind of here as a placeholder for folks to get started with. Here's how to cool down the printer. You're telling the tool zero to go to zero. <laughs> zero C. Here's how to pause the print. Here's how to resume the print. Here's how to cancel the print. Um, so that's all there for you. Um, next up, we walk through installing CircuitPython on the Feather TFT itself. Pretty straightforward. Um, you double tap the reset button, then you drag and drop the UF2 file. This is running the latest version of CircuitPython, which is R8. So CircuitPython 8 is the latest version right now. And then you want to set up your settings.toml file. So this um, is a dummy file, but you want to replace these with your Wi-Fi SSID. That's the name of your Wi-Fi network, password of your Wi-Fi, 
And then here are like the port and the password for your API thing that you uh, that you get um, from your Adafruit IO account. Some more setup here. Um, yep, 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 yep. We're just kind of running through. And then here's a quick test to make sure that you uh, that you are running your settings.toml file correctly. And then we're on to the code for the for the Feather TFT. Uh, Liz did a great job of breaking it down. So you want to run through it. And it's using display IO. So if you use display IO before, you'll know how to uh, change up the, uh, the the fonts if you want to use different fonts. If you want to use different um, bitmaps, you can do that as well. Um, you can uh, use the uh, the rectangle or the, the rect shape objects to create your own shapes. So if you want to create a different um, interface, you can do that. All the button setups are here written out for you. The NeoPixel object, you can change the brightness. You can control a longer strip of NeoPixels if you wanted to, just by kind of updating these values, which is really cool. Um, and then all of the kind of nitty gritty stuff that you need for getting your feeds all set up. It's all there for you. Um, some of the printer state options are here as well. Different colors for the NeoPixels. And um, clock is... Uh, most likely how much the delay, so it's checking every five minutes or so. Um, these are the NeoPixel animations that we're using, Rainbow and Blink. I'm using Pulse, but you could use any other number of uh, LED animations using the LED animation library. And here's the logic. It's all broken down there. And I think uh, if you scroll down here, you can see more of uh, how your um, CircuitPython drive, your USB drive is supposed to look like. And then this breaks down how the code is working, some of the display attributes, the pixel, the button, the feeds, the loop. This is a really good kind of how to use MQTT to kind of both send and receive stuff and how to ping things back and forth. So really, really top-notch uh, Adafruit IO project. And then onto the assembly page, just kind of shows you how to set up the case. How do you want to use the, you know, the, the hardware we talked about already? And then the usage page shows you how to use it. So these are some nice gifts of like canceling a print, starting a print, preheating a print, all that stuff that it does. So uh, yeah, that is uh, the project in a nutshell. Very, very cool project, very useful. Uh, another yeah. thing to note is like you can take this project on the go, connect it to a different Wi-Fi account, and then you can access your printer from afar, mm -hmm. which, is, which is another kind of cool feature. So cool. Let me uh, plug in my my uh, instance here and see if it's uh, see if we uh, you can see how it boots up. It's going to say uh, it's looking for the IP address. Once it finds it, it starts uh, connecting. So it shows you that it's connecting now. You get this nice NeoPixel green color. It's all in the code. You can adjust that if you'd like. Once it connects to the server, it'll tell you. Oh, look at that! It's ninety nine percent. And then it's running that rainbow animation here. And when it's done, it'll start uh, a different uh, animation. And it'll display the text here that it's complete, which is very, very so cool. cool. But you could also display you know, the, the heat, uh, the nozzle um, temperature, mm -hmm. and the bed temperature. You could go all crazy. I can envision this like expanding this out to like a pie portal. Adafruit's pie portal has a bigger mm -hmm. display. That way you can mm -hmm. display more things. And it just oh, finished. Cool. It's actually pink. You can oh, see cool. here that the NeoPixel is pulsating. I actually changed it on my own. I, I wanted the pulsate instead of the blink. And then uh, you can see you can change all the graphics. You can make it do audio if you'd like. So 
it's a good starting point for folks to get started with. Um, there's a confirm button here, and this will just let you know that the status is uh, operational. So at this point in the code, you can now send commands to your printer through the OctoPrint interface. So I can reboot, heat it up, or cool it down. And right now it's cooling down. Um, so yeah, it's a, <laughs> what timing? Like that's an impeccable timing, dude. Right? Like it's perfect, right? <laughs> like the print just finished. Uh -huh. And then I could share here my OctoPrint um, itself. Let me see if I can drag and drop these tabs. All right. So there is my OctoPrint instance. Very cool. Um, I can control it here, I think, right? I'm trying to move the bed here with the, uh, the onboard command keys here. That's a, just a part of the OctoPrint interface that you can do. And this segues into the prototyping, I guess. I got this 3D printed SnapFit case for Pi Portal. <laughs> so we can do that. Or we can take questions. Do we have any questions? Let's see. Here. <laughs> Some ideas from Yanni saying that one of the squid arms can be used for a USB connection, one can be for buttons. It's a good idea. Pop, pop, pop. Yeah, they can be touched too. Yeah. It'll be fun. Uh, you can do so many yeah. different things with this. Yeah, for sure. Man. Uh, but Daddy is asking why are buttons D1 and D2, why they pulled downs on the reverse TFT board? I could have swore I heard Lamar mention something about this. There's a reason behind that. That's a good why. question for Ask an Engineer tonight. I'm yeah. not sure exactly why Lamar made that choice. There was this. Yeah, the chip or something like wants it is reverse or something or wants it that way or hmm. something. It's one of the parts. It's how it does it <laughs> instead of the other way around. Oh. Okay, fair enough. Then... That's more of an engineer question for Lady Ada. Yeah. <laughs> we um, don't know. <laughs> I'm going to guess there was, she talked about it like when she was looking for the um, uh, DigiKey search feel that's where I remember hearing something about that. Mm. Okay. And just some nice banter on the, throughout the what we were talking. So definitely check it out on discord.gg slash Adafruit. Okay. If you want to pick up anything uh, for your project from the Adafruit shop, you can use your coupon code. Don't forget, DFT stand. It'll get you 10% off your order. Just throwing that out there as we have a little break here. Yep. Remember, don't leave things in your cart. <laughs> I'm sitting here refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone. I got a comment here from Twitch saying, look at Octodash. Have you heard of Octodash, Pedro? I have not. I have not heard of Octodash. I was actually wondering we'll take how a look you got the, uh, the full screen to go on there. Oh, so yeah, yeah. That can... was that was just, all I could do was like expand it, or uh, the font size inside of the browser. Yeah, I can, I can show you oh, how. Yeah. Um, under the icon here, we'll go to plugins, plugin manager, and I have this thing called the full screen plugin from Paul oh, B. Vires. So it's oh, just okay. a, an extra plugin. The plugin community for Octoprint is so amazing. It's huge. It's so, so big amazing. that you have to have like a, like a blacklist on there nah, <laughs> so you don't get any fun. nefarious ones. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, so that's the full screen plugin. It just lets you double click on your webcam monitor and it just makes it full screen. That's all it does. And it's really nice. 
Um, and then you can see here, I have these other two and then I have Octolapse. And then you might be wondering, well, how do you have that black theme, the dark theme? It's called Themify. It's another plugin. I really like the dark theme. It's not default to Octoprint. So I have Themify plugged in. So I guess we could go to get more and we could look for Octodash. Okay, that's where it is, yeah. Octodash. Okay. Go to its homepage here. I can't install because I'm using my instance right now. <laughs> oh, really? Gotcha. Yeah. I'll look more into it, but it looks like it, it lets you do like some graphical interface stuff for creating oh, your oh. own kind of dashboard. Icons, yeah. So that's oh, neat. Okay. Yeah. You can upload a custom theme from it, it looks like. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. It's like some to send uh, Tyler to, huh? Yeah. Brent. Let's see what details is. Yeah. So it just kind of lets you have icons and things, I think. Mm hmm Cool, cool. Yeah, we'll check it out. Yeah, it has turned into the Octoprint show. <laughs> <laughs> Very fun, yeah. I also am really digging Octolapse. That's how. That's what yeah, you use, Pedro. Yeah. yeah, it's very, very good. Um, it gives you so much control over like... your time lapses. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's really yeah, great. There was a lot of code that needed to be written to even get this to work, but now it's you're just telling it, park over here, take a snapshot here, mm -hmm. wait for this long. Yeah, I have more that's tests nice to do. Um, but let me see if I can pull up a little video. I shared a video on my Mastodon account where it shows uh, um, my case actually 3D printing. Let me see if I can go to videos and images. You can't preview mm -hmm. it here, but I could, I guess, play it. I but think yeah, it I was able to get, yeah, it downloads as MP4. Um, I'll share it later, but I shared it on my, my social account. It looks really cool. Actually, it just looks like it's growing. Yeah, I got to remember to go through all mine and actually delete because <laughs> they start piling up. <laughs> Oh, they do. That is a fun yeah. thing. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. You like how it tells you if they failed. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it tells you if they failed or not, which is great. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 Is it? Very, very cool. Oh, it, there is a preview, dude. Yeah. How? Huh. Yeah. I'm showing it. Let's uh, switch to mine. Oh, that's fantastic. That and this is using the webcam huh. that's built in. So. You actually yeah. have two cameras on your setup. You have a DSLR, Canon 5D, and then you have your USB webcam. I'm just using a USB webcam. It's the easiest. That's cool. That's so great. Does have sort of a, let's look at this fail. Oh. <laughs> yeah, let's see some fails. There he goes. <laughs> it starts moving and growing into spaghetti. Yeah. That's fun. That's really it's great. It's already here. Let's go ahead and look at what I'm prototyping. It's printing there out. you go. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> You'll want to get that full screen plugin after the show because you can't know, install I'm, plugins just while like, you're printing. Uh, yeah, that's the best I can do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's so the best yeah, I can do. We've got our <laughs> great. Uh, so we're prototyping. What are we prototyping? So this week's What Are We Prototyping? We got our preview uh, past thing for tron light cycle so of course we're gonna do tron project now um the uh, tron identity discs as i think it's been done to death uh but now it's super easy with circuit python and you know being able to drag and drop mp3s on there it's like the easiest thing to do on there and with the with the prop maker wing you can have like the accelerometer you know based on how your 
you know, moving the disc, it can make different sound effects. So that's all cool. The thing that we haven't seen anybody do for the identity discs is actually having magnets on there and having it attached to your back, which is like the thing that always happens in the movies. Um, yeah. So iconic that, you know, my nine-year-old who has not sat down and watched the full Tron knows dang well that that disc goes onto the back of your back. So that's yeah. what we're going to do with these. Make an identity disc with some magnets so you can actually stick it to your back. All the other stuff is now considered easy with CircuitPython. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it lights up. Yeah, it makes sound effects. Cool. It has the motion control. Cool. And it also sticks to your back. What? <laughs> so we've been looking <laughs> at some of the preview photos that you can get while you're on the ride. And it looks like there's a couple different versions. Um, obviously, you're not going to be able to keep that thing. Um, of course, you could buy one out of the gift shop. I'm sure they're going to have those back out. But it's probably not going to have that magnetic thing on there. You're not going to be able to edit it. You're not going to be able to drag and drop your own MP3s, all that stuff on there. If your kid breaks it, you can just print a new part for it. So I think it'd be super cool to have uh, a sweet identity dip. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll back up a little bit and be like, the in the United States, Disney World... And maybe Disneyland oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. is having a Tron ride. Uh, it was only exclusive to the Shanghai uh, Disney Park, but now it's coming to America, the Americas, which is fantastic. It's just opened uh, for exclusive for pass holders and cast members. And soon, we think in April, right? Or in March. Yeah, we get an email tomorrow to get our reser reservations. Um, hopefully, Ooh. we get something in the afternoon so we can get all those cool light ambiances going on. Future looks. It's so a cool. super cool roller coaster ride that uh, uses. Um, it's just a fantastic looking um, mm -hmm. uh, building showcase. It's, it's kind of like outside. It's in the future world uh, area of the Magic Kingdom, part of the yeah. Disney World. Um, it's really bringing the Tron franchise back to life. I think it wasn't dead it's before, so but it's just in, no, it... in the in the zeitgeist right now. It's in the in the psyche right now. So. Yeah, one of the things that we were watching was uh, saying that, yeah, the movies didn't do good, but this works really well as an actual themed land. <laughs> so there's oh, that. Yeah, right. And then, of course, Tron the land. Daft Punk soundtrack going throughout the oh, land. Oh, it's incredible. It, yeah. It, yeah, it's so freaking cool. So anyway, yeah, light uh, or Tron disc, identity disc, whatever. If you go over to, where am I? I'm all lost. Yeah, You're right there. Here. So what I'm basing <laughs> this off of is... <laughs> I already made something that was kind of similar. It was this uh, LED chase game. So yeah. exact same shape. The uh, diameter, I think I'm going to leave the same. Um, the only thing that's going to change, obviously, is all the cool stuff on the inside, which looks like instead of having just the LEDs on the side, we have to have them pointing up and pointing down. So I'm going to use the uh, side-lit mini Neo Pixel strips. So I'm going to be pointing up and then a regular um, mini skinny neopixels that are pointing outwards. So I'll have the light shooting up and one shooting out to the side. I'll have the battery that mounts. We'll have the 2200 milliamp that has the clip on there. And then we'll have the uh, magnet um, mounts on cup on the side here. So that'll attach to something you're gonna have to like a harness or something you have to wear uh, behind underneath your shirt or something. Your slide switch on the side there and finish printing. No, it's still printing. Want to go grab it and show uh, we're doing the color swap. <laughs> so on the first layer, we're doing the um, uh, diffused uh, white. So that'll shine right through. And then the black um, after that. And then another 
uh, layer of the white. So we'll have those, uh, the way that the lights shine through. Uh, I didn't want to have like different uh, parts that snap together or have to glue anything. So super easy way to uh, accomplish this is just swap out the colors if it's, you know, simple. Um, on the Z that you're uh, that you want your colors to change, that works perfectly. Nice, that is a good uh, technique. Instead of having mm -hmm. to glue parts together, you just swap it out if it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we, if you have like a dual extruder, you can do that. But you know, I want to make it mm -hmm. accessible for everyone. And uh, if you're running Octoprint or something similar, you're going to have the you know pause layer at. For this case, it's like layer 12 and layer 123 is where I'm pausing to mm -hmm. change out the filament for that. And that works really good. So uh, cool. that is what I'm prototyping. It's going to be using the uh, Feather RP2040 and the Prop Maker Wing. And wow. uh, that's what it looks like yep. so far. So hopefully yep. have a nice working prototype. Uh, hopefully before we have to go <laughs> and ride oh, it. Because right. <laughs> I yeah. definitely want to get some cool hero shots while we're there. I don't know if they let you in to like the Tron area until you have like um, access. So mm. yeah, super sweet. Interesting. Some shots in there. Mm -hmm. And I ordered okay. some like costumes for Declan. Oh, look, it finished. What? Should I go pull nice. it off the bed and see what it looks like? No, you gotta, you gotta wait for the bed to cool down. While <laughs> I can show off my prototype while it cools down, okay. you can go grab it. Okay. Yeah. So and me, I actually uh... have your prototype as well. So we can show. Yeah, yeah, I have it here on the overhead. Calgary. Yeah, really good discussion on orientation of your print. Oh, yeah, so uh, <clears throat> this is going to be a collab project with Amberella, who's on the team, and she is working on a um, some CircuitPython code uh, that will display your CircuitPython drive visually. Here, let me hide myself. There. Oh, boy. There we go. Now I can add you in there. All right, we just gotta like swap it until it like works right. Mm. Yeah. So this is a uh, this is a floppy disk. It's the the three point five inch version. This is an actual floppy disk. And so the idea was Anne wanted to take the the shape of the iconic floppy disk and then put a Pi Portal screen here in the label, and that way she can um, display uh, icons. Of her uh, of the files that are on the CircuitPython drive, and it's using Adafruit Pi Portal. So this is what I came up with. It's a little bit chonky, reminiscent to maybe a zip disk, <laughs> but it's not too much bigger uh, than your floppy. Let me see if I can get a better shot here. Um, there we go. Uh, so this is the Adafruit Pi Portal. It's got a, a 320 by 240 um, screen. I got some details here, like the arrow, the HD thing there and then I kind of have these countersunk screws here. It's using support material um, because it's just kind of the, the way to get that shape here where it has like this uh, indentation here at the bottom. Um, and then I have this uh, little bit here that um, that kind of comes out. I don't have an actual disc in there um, but I thought it'd be interesting to kind of print this as a separate piece instead of having to use like tape or glue or something and then it just kind of clicks in and then slides in there. And then on the back, I have some more details here, just kind of that imprint, the imprint of the uh, of the label, um, this little disc here thing that's on the back there. That's the the thing that would uh, actually have the motor drive the disc and spin it. And then I actually have a button presser here, so this allows you to reset 
you have the LED here and a NeoPixel there. I have them shut off for this piece of code, but for now I'm just displaying a bitmap image of this week's Time Ups Tuesday. Yesterday was Valentine's Day, and uh, this is a very fun uh, kind of uh, helical heart designed awesome. by Dave Make Stuff. Yeah, and then uh, you know you got your connection here for micro USB, micro USB, USB micro B. Sorry, it's not C. <laughs> And then you have a little notch here for the micro SD card. So you can have external storage here. And uh, I guess I could take it apart. Why not? Let me disconnect this real quick. And uh, show you that it is a snap fit case. So I can get my fingers in there. There's Adafruit Pi portal. There's my snap fit bit here. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a fun case design uh, for the, your Pi portal in the shape of an iconic save icon <laughs> yeah right i think that's what the kids call it <laughs> yeah that's what the kids call it save, save icon. icon although i don't know if the save icon is is a disc anymore it's more of just like the down arrow <laughs> these days but you can see here that the support material um that i used um i actually had to use an interface layer and uh pedro you can queue up the video if you'd like and show something about it or we can wait till next next week i think this is in two weeks um to to have this as a as a learn guide and we'll probably do a video as well um but yeah that is what i got going on it's a floppy snap fit case for the uh the adafruit pi portal yeah no i think we have time the only thing we want to talk about was orientating uh the part so that the the slicer prints a certain way um, I was trying to do all these mm. trickery inside of the top and bottom layers where you could tell it to print at a certain degree, like 45 degrees or 90 degrees. So what we're trying to do is so it's printing, you know, vertically up and down instead of like, you know, making a zigzag shape. So no matter what settings that I was putting in there, it just was not paying attention to me. So uh, the solution that Noah came up with was just simply rotating the model to a 45 degrees um, the reason why I was trying to avoid that was what if I have something that's the size of, you know, the full bed and I can't rotate it, that's going to suck. So it's like, crap. They yeah. sort of, it's got to be like a bug inside of Cura or something. So uh, just be aware of that. It does not pay attention when you tell it to print at a certain degree. Yeah, it just ignores you. <laughs> it actually yeah. switches back. If you notice in the settings, like once you're uh, done slicing, it like switches it back to the two brackets, which is I think is just a Boolean, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. depending on how the layout is. So yeah, um, this, this project is like showing me how using support material is like an art form in itself. There's a lot of little tricks and things to look out for yeah. and uh, I'm learning more about it. And normally mm -hmm. I try to stay away from uh, support material, but something like this, you kind of can't really do that. It's unavoidable. Yeah. You really want to have this to be a, a unified piece instead of breaking everything apart and then gluing everything later. Mm -hmm. um, it, it just makes sense to have this kind of geometry be supported mm -hmm. by support material and an interface layer so that it has yeah, that, that canopy to kind of catch itself onto. Yeah, the photo that you sent me of the ones that were fusing, were you, do, were you using the, um, the Z distance for the supports? Yeah, oh yeah, I was. Um, one point, of the things I realized uh, like for, for these, uh, let me see if I can do a different. Um, what is the distance that you're here? using for it? Uh, I think point two, point, point 0.2 or point 0.3, something like that. I'm using point oh 0.21. That point zero 0.01 makes a difference, and I'll show you in this video when you're oh, done. Oh, really? Okay. That. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes uh, 
like with this little piece here, like I ended up just adding a chamfer to the hole instead of uh, adding support material yeah. here because like the perimeters are so close to each other that it ends up catching itself. So yeah. it's kind of hard to get this in the camera, but like that little detail there, anytime I would add support material, it would just fuse to those outer perimeters. So just don't put any mm -hmm. support material there and your, 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 uh, your yeah. perimeters will kind of catch if you have a chamfer because it's kind of mm -hmm. slowly, gradually, um, layer by layer, adding material and kind of shifting it over until it catches itself. So I ended up just not having support there and it doesn't look yeah. too bad there because like you're trying to get, you're trying to replicate this this kind of a fine detail there where it's mm -hmm. perfectly fine in CNCing and injection molding, but when you're doing 3D printing, um, you don't even need any supports in that case. Yeah. But you can see here how it's still not 100% clean, but hey, that's kind of the, 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 the trade-off you have with uh, the additive manufacturing. Um, so yeah, and then on this case, like you can see like this I didn't need to indent. It's just kind of flush with this layer, but just have that little groove there. You can almost make out how yeah, it just catches it. itself there. So it ends up working okay. Same thing with these. Like I just printed this upside down and uh, it looks kind of grimy on the inside, but it looks fine because like I wanted this layer to have that texture from the bed because it's using a PEI textured bed. And it doesn't look too bad. So uh, yeah, just some things to consider when uh, using support material and designing you know, for 3D printing. So there you go. <clears throat> and I just wanted to show when you have these support materials optimized so good. Where is it? There it is. <laughs> oh, wow. I just I pull it off and the support materials stay on the bed. <laughs> That's great. That's like because of the winning a maker lottery. <laughs> yeah, it's 0 0.01. Oh, and then goes right into the other thing I'm prototyping. We're going to show off dot star support inside of whippersnapper so i'm just showing uh adding one of the block elements right on your phone so you can have that control some um in I'm addition to new pixel your, or yeah, i almost said new dot pixels stars in this. Dot oh, no no stars. new pixels are supported as well dot stars also that's the thing i'm showing off there um so in addition to you know your humidity temperature your um volt the VOCs, volatile, not organic compounds, your CO2, yes. your uh, light levels, all that stuff you can now control to based on any one of those things. So what I'm going to do is base it on when the sun rises or when it sets to uh, have it timed to turn off at a certain uh, time. Very cool. Yeah, and then straight into the, yeah, yeah, you got, so we you got three things going on. That's great. A lot of prototyping yeah. this week. All right, and we're prototyping. Let me get this out. Remove. There we go. <laughs> and good morning. Where are you now? Oh, uh, it's fine. <laughs> we're going to take uh, some questions now for kind of shop talk. We got one from Anthony on the YouTube. It's asking if you could do some loops, like some GIF animations uh, using the mm -hmm. Feather TFT. And that is a great question. Let me load up our learn guide uh, for running uh, GIFs. And you have two options to do it. The first option is with Arduino. So we have this guide here that we did a little bit a couple months ago. It is the mini GIF player. And this uses uh, uh, Arduino. Does it use CircuitPython? 
Oh my god, it does use circuit. Uh, it uses circuit Python to load the the um to mount the drive. The disk, to drag, yeah, the drive to drag your gifs on there, but then it's using Arduino to actually run. To actually process the gif. Yeah. yeah. So this so is a great of piece a, of code. Little, little bit of some some puzzles you gotta you know stick together. It can definitely. Be no. Yeah. You'll just want to, when you're running the code on the TFT Feather, you'll just want to make sure that you have all your libraries installed, you have your board profile installed, and then you'll want to modify uh, the TFT pinouts so that they're the correct pinouts. You can use the uh, the TFT guide, the learn guide, the product learn guide, to find out exactly what the Arduino pins are for talking to the display. And then over here, you want to make sure that your um, your GIF, uh, your, your width and your height of your display is is different. It's not going to be 320 by 174. It's going to be uh, whatever the TFT, the, the resolution on that is. Um, and then here you can kind of just read through the comments and then you can kind of um, either you want to resize your GIF or have it displayed as is. Um, you'll, you, can, you can kind of do that. The code's a little gruesome for my taste. Um, but yeah. if you have a little bit of software experience, you might be able to kind of read through it and just kind of make sure that you're um, hitting the right pins, that's really the main thing, and that you have your libraries installed. But you should definitely be able to uh, update this piece of code to run with GIFs on the, the reverse TFT. Now, another you know, kind of cutting edge of CircuitPython, uh, our community member, uh, Mark Gambler, is working on getting native GIF support on CircuitPython and only CircuitPython. Um, so check out uh, either the Discord or uh, Mark Gambler's GitHub repo. Um, maybe we'll share some links in the uh, in the Discord later. Um, but yeah, that is some cutting edge stuff. I also saw that uh, uh, Tim Foamy guy uh, did a live stream either this week or last week. I think last week he did one on testing out uh, that library and that code base for CircuitPython. Next question from Anthony again. Um, he's asking yeah, he's about the SD card. Yeah, that's what he. That that's what he's uh, referring to actually to get the GIF player on there. And I would say, yeah, um, Mark Gambler, uh, I think his should be okay because he was showing it off on a matrix display. Oh right, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's what's awesome about CircuitPython is you can kind of display um, graphics on a number of different style of displays: e-ink, TFT. Um, mm -hmm. What's the other one? <laughs> the, the matrix stuff, the RGB matrix displays. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anne is also excited for CircuitPython gift play. We all are. We've been waiting for it. And, uh, Before I let it slip my mind again, the other, the other difficult part about this is going to be optimizing your GIFs because you can't have like a five gigabyte or, you know, whatever giant yeah, GIF five megabyte not, it GIF, has yeah. to be sized exactly to your screen. And some of these have like funky screen resolutions like, 251 it's like oh yeah 135 pixel in there yeah it's not going to just it's not going to work at all so definitely uh if you're using that older code that we were talking about yes yes yeah it's a 240 by 135 this uh this display it's a little peculiar but uh yeah that's just what it is so um yeah, this is the learn guide for the uh, the reverse TFT, by the way. So if you want to look out the pinouts and find out exactly how the um, which pins are being used for the display, you can find that all here in this lovely diagram. Um, here you can see the display has its own set of um, pins, and you can 
talk to the Midas of the Arduino um, using Arduino GPIO names or the CircuitPython names, which is uh, all there for you. So uh, check it out. Very cool. Okay. Very good. Very good. Can't, can't wait either. Be another uh, cool little GIF player. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are we community making next? Let us see. All right, let's jump into community makes. Okay. Community makes. We have right, a time lapse week. that we do every mm -hmm. Tuesday. This Tuesday was not just talk of Tuesday, but talk of Tuesday. Hold on. There we go. Wait, it didn't work. So there's a really cool helix puzzle heart <laughs> from Dave makes stuff and hidden on the inside. Hidden on the inside is a little compartment, so you can have a little ring inside there, or whatever, I guess. But I'm guessing ring. <laughs> so super cool little, um, like, fold on, a twist folds onto itself. And there you go. So I'm using the, I think it's the Mermaid Blue and just a regular pink PLA. A uh, couple of supports were used. Oh, wow. You can kind of see. <laughs> I know. It's uh, clean there. I think it. What is it? Oh, here it is. It's printed like that, straight up vertically, and then it did a really good job of uh, having all having everything nice in terms of the tolerances. Everything fits um, very well. I did add a couple of drops of real butter just so it could be nice and smooth um, when uh, oh, nice. pressing the two parts together. Uh, where did my other part go? It fell on the floor. <laughs> there it is. The flu. And yeah. Flew across the room. So, and it goes on like that. And then also it can twist all the way down too past that part. So there's no like end stop for it. And yeah, very awesome design. I think he said he was using end topology to do the modeling for this. So definitely check it out. Like how smooth and um, it's the nice compact size for doing a little proposal or something. And mm -hmm. it, the compartment is big enough to fit like uh you know bigger rings too so you have like you know, like the size i forget what ring sizes are <laughs> so the mm. bigger rings should fit perfectly inside there cool the uh stl model is available to download off of the fangs website we have it listed in the description of the video um but yeah dave stuff has but... the stuff up here too oh did he okay yeah it's everywhere yep. <laughs> all of the repositories okay well this is a 3d model of it like you said support material and uh yeah get it ready for next um valentine's day i mean there's <laughs> that's, yeah. that's I mean, fun proposals happen all the time so whatever day <laughs> right you're right it's not just exclusive to one day of the year all, all right valentine's um, Great, the kids got more chocolates and candy day. Perfect. <laughs> Ooh, That's how we yeah. see Valentine's Day. Oh, really? Okay. Like, all great. right. There's well, cards and stuff all over the place. There's candy everywhere. We got to take away from them. <laughs> all right. Next up, we're going to speed round this. Pedro, we have five minutes and we have over 18 makes. So let's run through them now. Oh, my God. Don't do all yeah. 18. <laughs> you have to chop it kind of. All right, one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight. All right, this will be next week here. 
All right, I chopped them up. So we're going to do like 10 this week and 10 next week. So I have here is um, a post by Jonathan Heyman. He posted up a make of the Kingdom Hearts Keyblade. It's a prop, 3D printed prop. No electronics, just parts that screw and snap fit together. You can print it in various filaments. And you don't really need to do many post-processing. So Jonathan posted this up, and it looks fantastic. Look at that shiny um, kind of silver-colored PLA filament. Looks fantastic. And uh, that's posted up on the Printables website. So you can check that out. Next up, we have a Promo Proto Feather Case posted up by Bud on Printables. So they're working on a, this is a really good use of the half size Promo Proto. Um, it's got various components on it. Looks like uh, some sort of SparkFun micro on there. Looking very, very cool. And it snap fits. It has a bottom um, that snap fits uh, the, the Promo Proto. And it has like a bit of a case with uh, some portholes and stuff. Um, and it has mounting tabs along the bottom there. So you can mount it to all sorts of different surfaces. Very, very nice. Next up, we have one. I think this one is from DJ Devin. Treasure Dev posted up uh, his make of the uh, the IoT mailbox. So he printed this up in uh, this black filament with some nice shiny uh, blue. Looks really really fun. It's got a micro servo in there to make the the flag the the flag of the mailbox go up and down when it receives certain messages. Doing an upcoming Laura and MQTT project. Mm -hmm using a magnetic cable for easy attachment to the back. Redesign the flag so it has super gluing. The servo arm is no longer necessary. Used a uh, butane torch uh, on the flag, call it, for a second pass and press fits onto the end of the metal servo gear. Oh, that's an interesting way to do it. And he specifically chose the servo with a metal gear for this reason. Yeah, that's a good good, uh, good tips there from, uh, from DJ Devin. All right, next up, this is a really fantastic make because it's in video format. This is from Sean Hetzelman, who works at Microsoft. And Sean made the Darksaber. Are you seeing this, Pedro? Yes. Yeah, this looks you're seeing so This good. is fantastic. A very, very excellent video as well. This is it's, why uh, we do this scene. Mm -hmm. You know, how giddy he gets when it's all, you know, starts working and then when it's all finished. Dude. This is uh, yeah. how we do this. <laughs> yeah, so he's using the Feather uh, NRF52840, which is that Bluetooth board. It's running CircuitPython and the PropMaker Featherwing. So he has the accelerometer, um, NeoPixel support, um, all the things that you need to make a, a light and sound prop. Um, he 3D printed uh, the blade in, in those various parts uh, and glued them together. Um, he actually asked you... Uh, before he finished it, like, what's a good technique and what's a good yeah, glue? Yeah. You helped him out get some accelerator and the right type of Starbond super glue that we really like and re recommend. Um, but he followed the learn guide and he got it working and it, it runs really well. Uh, so very, yeah, very, very totally cool. Fun. Shout out to Scott. For, uh... Yeah, right. It's always nursing. Uh, that, and there's the that, circuit that, diagram. That you can follow the guides we write. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like, oh, no, is it going to work? Come on, please. Because, <laughs> you know, when... Yeah. You, Libraries upgrade and you know things break over time. It's like, oh my god, come on, yeah. please work. <laughs> or like, it's great to see that die it's still or something. <laughs> no chips, but it all worked out well. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Very, very cool. So big shout out, Scott. Okay. And we got more. We got some more. We're running overtime now. We got a emerald, a Snapfit emerald inspired by the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. This was posted up by John D65. He printed up the uh, emerald in this uh, lovely kind of, let's say, copper color. It's kind of shiny, I think. So that's very nice. And that was posted up on printables. And you put a space here, so maybe we break there. And we say, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that's, that's I'm it. hungry. <laughs> I know you are. I'm going to update my notes so that this is next week. And this was this week. Shout out to everybody um, for posting up their mate. We know it's, uh, I, didn't rip the, uh, I didn't rip the thing off. <laughs> what thing? The, uh, oh, the identity print. disc. Let me quickly yeah. go well, that. We need, uh, where am I? Oh, there I am. You're right here. There you are. Let me go rip it off. All right, I'll talk amongst yeah. myself. I think I have a question that I might answer here. Let me see if I can scroll up. Hey, we got a question from Anthony. How does the feather do with enclosure and heat? I'm trying to use this in a pocketable setting, uh, so it's very closed. I'm concerned about heat. Um, yeah, so you really don't need to concern yourself with uh, heat too much as the, um, the PCB is rated for very extreme temperatures. Um, so it should be fine. Um, yeah, I don't have any specific values of, of what the heat is, but uh, you should be able to run it um, for several hours and uh, it, it, uh, it should be fine. I was just I answering a question, question from Anthony. Yeah, it, the board should be fine. It's not going to melt on you because it could. I think Lamar said it can withstand like two something C, like, or it's going to be uncomfortable. You're not going to want it in your pocket, but for you, yeah. it might be a little too hot. It can. There it is. Get the light shining through, and this is again um, swapping out the filament, so it goes from the translucent to the uh, the black. So we'll have it on the sides, shining through, and on the top there. Cool. Wow. So that should be so cool. I'm back. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a good size. Yeah. The uh, pose, the photo pass um, cast members make you do when you're taking your photo with mm -hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Should be cool. All That's right. Cool. Let's get off. I want to want to assemble this thing already. <laughs> All right, and get yourself some food. All right, well, if folks want to get any of the parts or get any things to make your props, definitely use the coupon code for today. It's TFT Stand. We'll have another one tonight. Tonight is uh, two shows at 7.30 is um, the show and tell. So that's going to be hosted by Mr. and Mrs. Lady Ada at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And then Ask an Engineer shortly after at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, full hour plus of uh, open source hardware, top secret, INMPI, and much more. So check that out. We also have John's uh, workshop tomorrow. JP's workshop is on uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Same channels here. Foamy guys on Friday, 2 p.m. Pacific time or 5 p.m. Eastern. And then uh, from the dusk of late eight is on Sundays. We got a full list of shows, of course. You can go to the Discord chat room and uh, do... The pin, there's a pin post there. So you can find out all the show times, or you can do question mark show times, and you'll get a list. 
from our chat bot that tells you what the list of all the shows are. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out. And thank you, everybody, for watching on the archive, for tuning in. Good luck with all of your maker endeavors. We will see you tonight on Show & Tell. So we hope to see your projects and yourself, of course. Don't forget to make stuff? a great day. Bye, folks. Bye-bye.